Hi everyone and welcome to the third episode of Aspects. Today I am so excited to be recording my third episode. I am just so happy that I've actually kept this going and that you guys seem to really like it and I love doing it. So, But today I am extra excited because I am going to be sitting down with my first guest on the podcast. I'm going to be interviewing but mostly chatting with Adrian Finch, who I've actually become friends with through work. Um, but... She is a YouTuber, for those of you that don't know her. She's kind of like a lifestyle YouTuber, I would say, but definitely leaning more towards the tech side of the YouTube world. Um, I love her videos. I love her as a person. She's so much fun to talk to and has a really like creative and interesting and motivated mindset that I'm super excited to kind of dig into today and just ask her some questions and get to share the things she shared with me with you guys. So. I'm super excited to be doing that with her later today, but I just wanted to sit down first and go ahead and do my favorite song and current obsession. Um, Just get that out of the way before I sit down with her. So my favorite song right now is Skeleton by Tales, Inverness, and Nev, or Neve. I don't know how to say that. I think it's Nev, but I found it on the Creamy playlist on Spotify, Um, and then my best friend Jenny actually showed me the Creamy playlist once and then now I just listen to it. I really recommend it if you like um, like chill, electronic, just like vibey, good music. Um, it's a really good playlist and they update it often. So that's where I found that song. And then my current obsession is kind of the same. Um, I've been obsessed with just doing stuff with my room and the apartment. We finally have a couch and a coffee table, kitchen table. My room is coming together. All of that stuff is just still, all the stuff that's still on my mind every day. Um, but yeah, I'm super, super excited about the apartment finally coming together and, um, my desk is coming in on Wednesday thanks to my aunt. So really excited for that. And just setting up the room in general is still my current obsession. But anyways, I hope that you guys really enjoy the episode today. I kind of wanted to try something new and just kind of see how it feels to interview and talk to someone on the podcast. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you guys learn a lot about Adrienne and also just kind of learn more about the YouTube world and what she does and tech tips she has and all that stuff. So hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. I'm here with Adrienne. Hello. And we're going to go ahead and get started on this part of the podcast. So I wanted to start out with her kind of just introducing herself and talking about what she does in life and on YouTube and all that stuff. This is exciting, first of all. Congrats on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm Adrian Finch. Um, I do make YouTube videos full-time. That is my job. I do many other things, too, but we would need, like, 10 years to talk about that. <laughs> um, I already forgot what else I was supposed to say, but that's me. I make videos about tech, lifestyle. I've really transitioned a lot more from lifestyle to tech. I, I'm obsessed with iPhones and iPhone apps and just anything to make your life easier, whether it's a gadget or you know, an app just, or an organization system. I'm a super OCD, ADD type person. So I kind of like to make videos about stuff like that. Cool. How'd you get started in YouTube? I went to film school at LMU here in LA. And um, I was just, I always wanted to be a storyteller. I always wanted to share with an audience. I always loved entertainment, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do in entertainment. So during college, I interned at a bunch of different companies, and one of them was Awesomeness TV, which was one of the first kind of digital pioneers slash production companies slash multi-channel networks. I interned there, and I was part of the Hollywood division. So I was an on-camera host. I would write scripts, um, and I just was introduced completely to the YouTube world there. I had no idea that this was a whole business and that this was like a thing that people made money off of and had channels and, ha- you know, like mm-hmm. it, w- it just opened my mind to it, and I decided why not have a channel because... 
everything that I like doing, I can do right here. And I'd never thought of it as a business. I just kind of did it for fun. And then I started learning, oh, you can actually turn this into a business and really build a following and use it as leverage for other stuff. So that's how I got started. It was really through that company. And that was senior year of college. Okay. And then how long ago was that? That was almost four years ago. Okay. It was like three and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I'm going to have her do what I do every podcast, which is share my favorite song and my current obsession. So Adrian, what's your favorite song right now? Okay. I like really obscure, random, like EDM songs. So this song called Life Without You and the U is a U, like the letter U by Artlek. Art, L-E-C. You know, I'm really good at pronunciation. It's fine, but I'm obsessed with that song right now. Cool. I've been working out to it. Oh, nice. I haven't heard it actually. You have well, to show it to yeah, you later. You'll have to um, and then your current obsession right now. Just okay. whatever's been on your mind. This is so weird, and you'll never hear me say this ever again in my life. But right now, like, working out has been my current obsession. Wow. I literally am the worst person at working out ever. But lately, I've just had this weird kick of just, I just want to feel healthy every day. I've been a little bit stressed, so going to the gym, I've just really felt good after. And just seeing my body transform is really exciting. And I kind of had a fake breakup, sort of. So I'm like channeling all that energy into this. Which is oh my gosh. Great. Yeah, that's cool. I need to get more into working yeah. out. Wait, what about you? Did you already say yours? Yeah, oh, I did. God. I forget what I said. Oh, I said that it was um, like just everything to do with my apartment right now since Ooh. I'm moving. It's oh, like yeah. like home decor. <gasps> that's like, so exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm getting my desk on Wednesday oh and I'm super excited to like make it all yes. worky. Girl, and, if you need any help, that's like my favorite. Yeah thing in the whole world no yeah today I literally watched your like room tour video Ugh. thing and like where you got all these yes. things from I have one of like and the I'm, grid things uh-huh, but it's smaller cute. yeah well also I'm a bargain hunter like Ooh. bargain like that thing these are 50 cents that shelf was like seven dollars dang like, girl I got you yeah I need that especially because yeah. we're spending so much money on the apartment I right know now. okay so I just kind of wanted to talk to Adrian about like what she does on YouTube and like I don't know, all the things that she's involved in right now because she's involved in a lot of different stuff and just kind of, I don't know, dig in to your personal life. Please, dig away. I'm an open book. I'm scary, actually. (laughs) Me too. I'll tell anyone anything. It's like not good. Oh, when's your last period? Oh, that's fine. Oh, you don't want to know? Okay. Yeah. I totally feel you. I'm in the exact same way. Um, But so I just wanted to start out with asking you, what is your favorite thing about being a part of the YouTube community Mm -hmm. and a creator on YouTube in general? I think just... It is a dream come true being able to have a paid job that is being creative every day. I think that when I went into film school and when I knew I wanted to do entertainment, it was a different world back then. And when I was a kid, God, I'm not that old, but like, you know, it was a different world when it you had to really, I can't even explain it, but you know, if you want to be a famous actress, it's like, it takes a lot to get there. It's not just, you know, it's a very small chance, I guess. So I think what's so amazing about YouTube and just social media in general is it's giving so many people the ability to be creative and actually monetize it and make it a business and a job that they completely run. And I just, that's my favorite part of it is being able to be creative every day and to also have the freedom and flexibility to control it. And so like my parents, I know were so shocked when I started doing YouTube as a job, they were like, wow, the fact that you graduated film school, did one year of like a normal job. And then now you completely can make money just being creative this is like your dream come true I'm like yep it is yeah so that's definitely my favorite part um as well as of course like meeting so many amazing people who you meet online and your parents always told you like don't meet strangers <laughs> online yeah well now like all my friends slash people I live with are all strangers from online yeah but hey <laughs> but it worked out really so cool. yeah I think it's that's good. amazing yeah okay and then on the other side what is your least favorite thing mm-hmm. about being a creator 
I think my least favorite thing is that a lot of times because it's a business and it relies on a platform and a company that you don't own and that you don't control, a lot of the creativity can be restricted based on what you need to do that's going to be the best for your business. So let's say you have a creative idea for a video, but because maybe that's not the type of video you normally make or maybe the algorithm won't favor it, like you might not make that video because at the end of the day, you do need to think about how many views you're getting and whether brands are going to want to sponsor you and you can't just make whatever you want. That part is really frustrating because I think it sucks to have to control something based on anything else besides what you like and what your viewers want. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to create things that my viewers like, but it doesn't always line up with what the business is wanting me to do. Totally. Um, and that that's a whole other, like, complicated story and situation, but that's definitely a downside. It's just kind of, like, not actually, at the end of the day, not actually controlling or owning YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's just my channel. But so that part's a little bit scary for me. Like, if YouTube shut down tomorrow, like hey, that's my job. So that's why I'm kind of taking measures outside of YouTube, which I'm sure we'll (laughs) touch on. Yeah. You know, can ensure that I still have my own controlled business that isn't just run by a company that I don't control. Totally. So, and I think a lot of the other things, not to shade YouTube, but I do think like that company in general, there have been a lot of frustrating things over the past, like about year and a half Mm -hmm. that a lot of creators are really frustrated with that we can't control. And So that's just been this whole weird thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so speaking, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I just kind of want to see your point of view on it. But Mm -hmm. what do you think about just, I would say mostly the Instagram algorithm, because that's where I've noticed it the most, but also the YouTube algorithm. Like, what is going on? Because I don't think I truly understand. Yeah, so... I mean, no one really can know, and anything you ever hear from anyone, by the way, people, listen up, is hearsay. Like, no one knows. The people that work at Instagram don't even know. The only people that actually know are the coders, like the top, top executives who choose what's going to happen, and then the people who actually code it. No one else actually knows. Of course, you can see different trends happening, like if everyone's all of a sudden getting fewer likes on photos, obviously something happened, and people, you know, we're smart enough to be able to, like, see these trends and, and know what's going on. But in my opinion, what's happening is that these platforms have this struggle between pleasing the content creators, but also growing their own business and doing, making the decisions they need. And at the end of the day, they're consumer driven platforms. So what the consumers want and the consumer experience on the platform is actually the priority versus the the creator, I guess, Um, which is really crappy for people like us who, you know, it's our job to do it. And in a sense, like without the creators, these platforms wouldn't even be what they are. So what I've noticed is that a lot of the decisions being made are to are what they think are going to favor consumers. For example, I'll give you because I know it's kind of complicated. Yeah. On YouTube, for example, back a couple years ago, if you subscribe to a channel, that channel shows up in your subscription box, in your feed. Every single video that anyone uploads from a channel that you are subscribed to shows up there. So that made total sense, right? Like you subscribe, that means you want to see the person's videos, like period, that's it. And it came in in the order that like, let's say Mm -hmm. like you posted a video and then Morgan had posted a video, it would be like your video, then her video in the feed. like Chronological, yeah. yeah. And so that was really great because, you know, if someone like subscribers were so valuable, if someone subscribed to my channel and it meant they really wanted to see my stuff, like that was a valuable click to say, Mm -hmm. okay, this person's watched enough of my stuff to be like, yes, I want to see her things on my page. So that was a big deal and it also really helped views be more consistent because people actually saw your videos and like they'd click on them. Then over time you see these different changes, a lot of them being not chronological anymore and also curating specific videos and not showing every video that you're subscribed to. The reason for that is understandable on a business 
standpoint. If you think about it, years ago, YouTube has always just been growing and evolving. Now people are subscribed to hundreds and hundreds of channels. If our subscription boxes had every single video that all those hundreds of channels posted, that would be a lot of videos. <laughs> Too many. And it would turn off consumers, we think. They think, you know? Yeah. Um, I still want to debate that because I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think people, when they subscribe, they expect they're going to see it. But, yeah. And I know a lot of viewers have also been frustrated with that. Yeah. But basically, as all these platforms, algorithms are evolving and they're getting better technology to be able to predict viewers' wants, they're putting that into action. So they're now taking consumers' viewing habits and curating a list of content that they think this viewer is gonna want to see based on their habits. This all is fine and dandy and makes sense from a business perspective. Like I actually get that because the more you can tailor something to a viewer, the more they're gonna keep watching. Because mm -hmm. you know, their next recommended video will be something they wanna see. And then, totally. you know, it's kind of like on Netflix, like you can either spend hours trying to push through all these like 4,000 different titles or they have your little recommended thing that's usually pretty nice and accurate and you just yeah. click one. Yeah. So I totally get that. The mm. downside is that of course like it's super unfair for creators because not only are people who want to see your videos not seeing them to begin with, which yeah. just doesn't make sense, but then you also have this kind of messed up thing where let's say someone doesn't see your video because YouTube doesn't put it in their subscription box. So then they're going to continue to not see them because then YouTube is saying, oh, well, this person doesn't want to watch this person's videos. So it's this like negative cycle because yeah. really that person didn't have a choice because they didn't see it. They'd have to like search you, which mm -hmm. of course, so the big, big popular creators are fine with the algorithm because people still search them no matter what. It yeah. doesn't matter if they're shown or not shown. It's kind of those mid tier and lower tier creators that get really stuck because they have to really like get people to remember that they're there yeah because then youtube will say oh this person's not watching they're not going to want to see anymore and it's just does that make yeah sense? no totally like that happens on thing. instagram too i think like you know how there's like certain people in the beginning of like on your yeah. homepage that mm -hmm. the stories you see every single yes. time but if you don't watch their stories then right. they don't come up in that area right but and if, if you don't come watch up, them then... it, because they're right there then you're going to keep seeing them but also they were just right there yeah so, yeah it's, so that to me i don't like that i get what they're trying to do it makes sense. There's just too much content out there. If yeah. they didn't tailor it a little bit, it would be too ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, oh my gosh, it's a nightmare because we can never predict. It's like you work so hard, you build up this following, you get a certain amount of engagement, which brands use to dictate like how much they're going to pay you. And then all of a sudden one day you just have half the engagement. Oh, cool. Like that's fair. Totally. Yeah. Like makes absolutely no that's sense. That's what's really stupid yeah. <laughs> totally and speaking of brands what's like the favorite your favorite company or deal or brand you've ever mm. done worked oh with? man um yeah I feel like I would need to think about there are so many good experiences with brands and what I noticed that you may or may not think about, I'm sure you think about it because you actually kind of do this stuff yeah. daily but a lot of times I will determine kind of what a favorite or not favorite brand is based on the experience I have with like the PR team or, you know, sometimes it's not even the brand itself. It's like, oh, well, this PR agency just handled this so incredibly well. I loved working with them that it makes me just think so much higher, more high grammar, high, more <laughs> highly of the product or brand. Yeah versus and then vice versa if the PR company kind of doesn't handle it very well I'm kind of like well okay that brand kind of sucks but really yeah. it's not even the brand's fault it's just um so I don't know I mean I in terms of like sponsored content man oh I don't even know I really like working with audible because I actually really audible. like okay. audiobooks yeah I don't like listen to them enough but 
they just love to get up in those YouTube brand deals. Yeah, um, they're always in those videos. But I just like, I love when companies, okay, this isn't very specific of an answer. I feel like I can't think of just one brand, but in general, I just love when companies understand that, like, they have their talking points, but they understand that you know what's going to work best on your channel and they're willing to work with you. Mm-hmm. So even if they have requirements and they have talking points, like, they're willing to creatively work with you. Um, I just did a brand deal with, an app called arrive it's a package tracking app by the company shopify and they were so incredible like working with the team we would brainstorm together different topics and different things i could do and titles and they were being creative with me and i was kind of steering them in the direction of okay this is going to work best on my channel but they were giving me so much creative feedback and like we were like working together on it which i just thought was so cool because then the final result is really accumulation of both both teams like working together yeah which I just really love and I think um for the on the company side of things I and mean, it's in there it's beneficial for them to let mm-hmm. the creator kind of yes. use what they know about their Definitely. audience because then I mean for, I know for example like we've worked with creators and it just really really brought like their engagement down like mm-hmm. their viewers were like I hate that you did yeah. that or like whatever and then they were like we can't work with you again but yeah. had maybe we given them or other companies given them that freedom right. maybe that wouldn't have happened you know yeah, absolutely. so I totally understand that I th- yeah I think that matters a lot and mm. it's just cool when both parties get to kind of be creative together I also think I understand when brands have certain like returns on investments that they need and I completely get that Mm -hmm. and they have certain KPIs but something that I think is tricky is when brands are very about the direct conversion of like a certain link or they'll be like well you only got 80 clicks on this link when it's like I think what some brands don't think about is just brand awareness in general Mm -hmm. and how if you actually like take marketing classes and stuff they'll tell you it takes like two to three times of being exposed to something before someone may be triggered to take an action so it's like let's say I talk about a brand in three different videos and then let's say someone went to a store like maybe they didn't click my link but they like went to a store saw a thing and then they like remembered oh Adrian talked about this you know what I'm gonna try this yeah buy it there's no way for that brand to track that I had that influence. Yeah. I wish there was more of a way to track that. There just isn't. But so I also love when brands recognize, and like, of course they want clicks and conversion. I completely get that. But I also like when brands recognize that there is a certain value beyond just that direct conversion that they're still getting by having eyeballs on the Mm -hmm. product. Yeah. I mean, I think more often than not, I'm not really clicking on things or maybe even using someone's code or whatever. More so I'm like, out at the store and randomly want to buy something and then I'm like oh like I heard Adrian or someone talk about this like I want to get so yeah I totally understand what you're saying it's so interesting being a YouTuber because and doing brand deals because I'm also a consumer so just like what you just said like I experienced that for myself and that's how I kind of learned oh my gosh wait like this does work Mm -hmm. it totally works yeah I used to think honestly for a while I'm like does this even work yeah why do brands even pay us yeah oh my god no it works it totally works yeah even if it's subliminal even if you hear something and you're like that looks so stupid you still know the name now and you you will st- I guarantee you, like, you are more likely to try it than not. No, yeah, I forget what the, like, saying is, but it's, like, negative. Neg- ne- <laughs> negative PR, or, like, all PR is good PR. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like so it doesn't even matter if it's bad. Right. I mean, it does, but, you know. Yeah, no, um, exactly. I was going to ask, oh, you know that app? I This is so, like, kind of off topic, but you know mm-hmm. that one app? It was a freaking, like, video game. Oh, Best Fiends? Yes. I was just what thinking the, about like, that. Like, okay, I, I've always wanted to know, and I've never <laughs> actually asked any creator this, what the frick was that like how did they because i watched back in the day i watched so many youtubers like now i have a smaller every single one was sponsored and it was like a morning routine but they would like wake up and play the game (laughs) and i was like 
How? Like, I, I was so confused, but can you explain? Yes, like, do you know about the... Yes, oh I've done it. You, so ha- I, you, mm-hmm. you, okay. I was just thinking, like, that's what made me say what I just said, was I was thinking about best feet. That's so funny. So, like, okay, first of all, the one thing I do not know is where the heck are they getting all this money that they're paying people? That's what I want to know, I too. I honestly think that it's, like, some investment, just some, like company some overall app company or tech company that made the app that just has a ton of investment okay yeah cash yeah. probably because i they were paying people so much really not me but yeah fine. <laughs> but no honestly like that's exactly one of those things where in their minds they were like well whatever even if people get annoyed that they're seeing us so much like they're gonna be curious what it is and even if they aren't they're gonna know what it is and yeah. in their minds they just wanted the most people possible to know what this game was yeah but it was insane it was Crazy. like too much there no, were billboards I, every YouTuber oh yeah and they always made every YouTuber do it on the same day. And oh, like every really? month, they'd I didn't be like, notice that. Yeah, they would do campaigns and they'd be like, well, everyone's going live on the 10th. And I was always like, well, don't you want it to kind of be like more spread out? Yeah. yeah. Like not so, like, oh, everyone's being sponsored. Right? And they're like, no, we actually, that's like, that was the Like goal. dropped a bomb. Like, like I cannot explain fees. why they did that, it's but that's what, it's definitely the most out of the box marketing tactic I've ever. For those that don't know, this <laughs> oh, yeah. is a video, like a, an app game. And basically, there was a period of time, I don't know if they still do, I think they kind of stopped, but last year, there was a period of time where every single month, they would sponsor YouTubers and Instagram people, like, but, like, hundreds of people on one day. So, all of a sudden, anyone watching YouTube, like, would just see an ad for Best Fiends. People would be sponsored by them. And it was just this epidemic of, like, what is Best Fiends and why is it taking over the world? So. And it was crazy, too, because it would draw, it would be, like, dropped into videos that, like, not that didn't make sense. Obviously, they were trying to make it as mm-hmm. organic as possible. But, like, like I said, like, it morning routines or, like, I don't even know. It was, like, It'd my. Be like story time. Oh, yeah. by the way, I've been yeah. playing this game on my phone. Yeah, like, in the very beginning. And then, like, honestly, I think I did download it once. And yeah, then no, I played I mean, it for about five minutes. And then I was, like, okay, yeah. never mind. Well, that's but, exactly the point, though. Yeah. They get it, here's the thing. If you download it, and even if you don't play it, they can then tally that as a download. And then oh, yeah. tell future investors, hey, we had this many downloads. It's such a weird, like, yeah. business is so weird. Mind game, for yeah. sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. so on to the next topic how do you balance like a normal day-to-day social life and like personal (laughs) downtime with youtube with all the other like crazy things you're working on like how do you do that that's a great question i feel like i should ask myself how i do because do i i don't know (laughs) um i think like it's definitely a learning curve i think that something i really had to get over was this whole thought of like the grass is greener on the other side because let me tell you when i had a full-time job all i wished was to like work on my own and have my own hours and blah 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 and then there are literally days when i sit here having my own hours being like man i wish i had like a structured format and like an office yeah but let me tell you like no first of all i don't actually wish that i need to shut up people always always just think about what they could have that they don't have so everyone take a second and be grateful for whatever you have right now because it you know if you can never be satisfied with where you're at how are you ever going to be satisfied even if you're like no but if i had a million dollars okay well you're gonna have a million dollars and then you're gonna be like well i want five million dollars yeah anyway that was a side note but 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 i also think that it's kind of like the situation you talk about this all the time but like you manifest what you want so if you want something yeah go after it you know Like, like and how you do that is you you live in abundance which it means like being like appreciating the stuff that you have now because that's asking and like asking for more literally but if you're constantly complaining about what you have now and you're not happy with what you have now you're not going to get more because that's not gonna, like that negativity is not going to bring you more of what you want mm-hmm. um yeah and I'm a huge like manifesting nerd but anyway <laughs> so how I balance I think like it's been yeah it's been a huge learning curve of just first of all learning the self-discipline of being my own boss and not having to answer to someone that freedom and flexibility is literally incredible and life-changing 
but it does take a lot of discipline. And I think for me, I just have, there's so much creative freedom, which is such a benefit, but it's also sometimes overwhelming because you could literally do anything. So something that I try to do, and you can actually see it above my desk, <laughs> is I always make sure that there are no more than like, usually I like three, but maybe four like main focuses in my life at that point in time, career-wise. Okay. So obviously YouTube is like my main one. Yeah. Then right now I'm working on another side business, which we can talk about later. Okay. And then I'm doing some freelance for a company. And then I'm also going to be the host of this talk show. The talk show part, I don't really have to do a lot of work for right now. So that is kind of to the side. So those three things, I write those down and I write down everything that I kind of have to keep tabs on daily for that. And I literally keep that above my desk so that I remember like, these are the things I need to be focusing on now. I cannot stray away from this. Cause let's say one day I was like, wait, I want to do a podcast or I want to do blah, blah, blah. Like, because I do that all the time. Yeah. Every single day I come up with new ideas. And I have to be realistic and say, no, Adrian, because if you're, if you add another thing to your plate, you're only going to be giving like half the effort or a quarter yeah. of the effort to all the things you need to be doing. Well, you can only stretch yourself so thin. Exactly. So focusing, like picking out the things that I'm going to focus on and just focusing on those until those are done <laughs> is the biggest thing I do to like stay on track. Okay. Everything else, um, I am a very like <laughs> OCD planner. Yeah. So I... The number one piece of advice I can give, and I do this every single day, no matter if it's 2 a.m., no matter if I'm drunk, sober, doesn't matter, I always plan tomorrow today. So I always plan out my next day, the night before, always. The only time I don't is sometimes on weekends or if I don't have like work work that I need to do or if I'm on vacation. Every single work day, it doesn't matter what time it is, I make a very detailed list of my plan of attack for the next day because something I've realized is like, A, a majority of the stress like in well at least in mine but I think in a lot of people's lives is really just thinking about what they have to do not actually the the actual stuff they have to do it's yeah like thinking about it and stressing about it and like how am I going to do this and when am I going to do this if you eliminate that and you just put it on paper and you schedule it out and then you forget about it it eliminates so much stress yeah secondly I think it just when you wake up in the morning you're not like fresh from the day before you don't remember what you did or didn't do it's like at the end of the day you are very fresh in terms of like okay did I finish that no I need to put that on the next day like what's my timing for tomorrow's mm-hmm. meetings like you're very alert and then you can wake up and like be so much more calm because you just look at your list and it's right there you don't have to yeah and that's just a foundation like I think people are really hard on themselves if they don't stick to that but it's kind of like there to be changed if you need yeah to. Like, totally something might come up and yeah. That's what I do. I think it also gives you the freedom to, like, push things if you need yeah. to. So, example, if you had something on your list from the night before, right. at least you see it there exactly. to know that you, you need to move it. Yeah. And you're not going to lose track of it, which is, totally. for me, like, that's what stresses me out the most is not actually the things I have to do. Like, the things I have to do are fun, like making videos. It's, like, thinking about the plan of attack and when I'm doing what. And mm-hmm. I also really have been trying to come up with, like, 30, 60, 90-day goals and actions because mm-hmm. I think – Something people do and something I do is I'll think of a big goal or something I want to accomplish, but I don't actually break it down into like actionable items and actually say, okay, so after month one, this part needs to be complete. After month two, this part. And doing that is like incredible because then you actually, A, you feel more accomplished because you're like, oh, I'm actually hitting these like actions and these mini goals on my way to the big goal versus just getting to the big goal and being like, oh man, I didn't hit it and being all hard on yourself when it's like, how were you ever going to hit it if you didn't have a plan? Yeah, exactly. For hitting it. Yeah. So. Okay, so now I do want to talk about the other things that you have on your plate yeah. besides just YouTube. So can you elaborate as much as you can, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the things that you're working on so otherwise? So currently, um, okay, so well, on the side, I'm doing a little bit of freelance social media work for a company called Her Money. It's an online kind of blog website um, run by this awesome woman who is like a finance guru so it's a woman women women run 
well, I can't speak, women run uh, business and it focuses on finances and financial education for women. So basically this is super random and to be honest, I hardly have time for it right now. So I'm, I'm going to be helping them find a replacement for me, but I just wanted to get in there and kind of help them with some strategy and um, that's something obviously that I have the skill of so yeah. it's been kind of fun like working with sometimes I try to get involved with other companies just because it can be kind of lonely like just doing my own thing yeah totally <laughs> so I like working with other people um but again I just have to be weary of like okay is there too much on my plate or yeah, not definitely. so I may be stopping that soon um the other thing that I'm so freaking excited for but it's like a long process is I'm starting a company slash online business called self-made CEO studio this is like a huge project of mine. So I've been thinking about this since like May and kind of working on the pieces and fitting them together. So the launch won't be until it's like absolutely ready. But essentially what it's gonna be is an online platform slash basically just website where people can either become members of this, like it'll either be a membership site or it'll be like one-off thing, digital products that I sell and give for free, such as like printable stuff for productivity, like planners and all these goal sheets that I'm talking about, all those types of things. I want to be able to give those to people because I've had to kind of create those based on my struggles with work and organization. I want to give those to people. And I'm also going to be doing like online courses and webinars all like across a lot of different topics from video production and social media and branding and marketing to like mindset training and manifestation and how you can like run your own business and how to start your own business and how to be in the mindset to start your own business. So a lot of these things I'm still working on myself. It's an evolution, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to wait until I'm like some crazy expert because that's also something I realized it's like, your business can evolve with you. Yeah, So just because I don't feel like, oh, I'm not a million dollar business owner, it doesn't matter. Like I have developed skills that can help other people and everyone has a certain skill set that they can like help with, I guess, help other people with. Yeah. So that's what that's going to be. And of course, like the details and logistics and exactly the content is still needing to be fleshed out. Okay. But do that's you think, like, are the webinars going to be filmed in your, like, do you have like a space or how is that all? I think, so I haven't really thought about any of this right now, but mm-hmm. let me tell you, if you've taken any online course, like the video quality is absolute garbage Yeah. and it's okay. So I already am at a huge advantage because I know how to make videos. So I think I would imagine I would just kind of do it the way that I film YouTube yeah. videos and just have like it be you know good lighting and good audio and everything um but that is to be determined I don't know yet if I'm gonna I think what I'll be doing is like having a recorded webinar that introduces the classes and then of course like makes the offer for the classes but then I think once people are enrolled in them I'm gonna have like different cohorts of like communities that are in different classes where I'll actually do like weekly live sessions with them where we can actually like talk about their specific problems and I'm still working out whether I want to do that or just I would love to start smaller because imagine if there were just like 10 people at first yeah in like one of them and then they those people can really give me feedback too and it's like a lower price and like you know they can say like oh well we actually need to know this because the number one thing I'm looking at is like what what does the market need yeah I think like nine out of ten businesses fail because they just think about what they think is cool and they don't actually do market research yeah like like they're not actually catering to an audience yeah and they're not asking people what they want yeah so yeah I think I would just record the videos the way I record YouTube videos and the part that's the trickiest but I'm so excited to continue to learn it is kind of the whole like website like landing page click funnels like sales funnels yeah those are so interesting to me but like so not up my alley yeah I don't know anything about them and I'm learning though but it's like whenever you go to a website and you know you get to it and asks you if you want to subscribe and then you don't or whatever and then you know you like download a free thing but then you have to put your email and then it makes you an like those are sales funnels and those are very strategically placed 
And obviously my goal will be to do that in the least annoying way possible. Cause yeah. I hate, like, I, I'm not doing this to like make a poop ton of money. Like it just yeah. will make a poop ton of money yeah. because I want to like help people and I want to evolve it in a way that they really love. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to be like this slimy business person. Yeah. Like, I just want to give the people what they want. Yeah. So that's that. And it's like, so not formulated yet. This is just the beginning stages. Yeah. That's so cool though. Cause you're going to be like learning about it as you do exactly. it, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I I'm doing from that this. a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you see, I'm so proud of you. Cause you just like did it. You're like, no, I don't need to, pl- I'm just doing it. I'm just yeah. doing it now. And like, you'll know, maybe you'll do like season one and you'll be like, you know what? This was very broad. Let's talk just about this. Or yeah. Or like, totally. You're going to know like whatever you want to do, or maybe it works perfectly well. And then you're like, great. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. I think it's for sure. Like a learning thing. Like I have absolutely no structure to it right now but I kind of like it yeah no that's it's so hard I'm telling you like people don't have the ability to do that including me it's so hard for me to do something without a plan or like a purpose Mm -hmm. unless it's just like purely fun and there's like no business intent ever yeah like that's kind of how YouTube was it wasn't I at first I was like whatever but then it became that like this can easily become a business for you and yeah like that's I think that's so cool good for you (laughs) oh thank you no yeah I mean I just think I mean right now yeah it's like purely fun I mean I have no reason to like need it as a bit I mean it'd be awesome if I somehow made money off it one day but I mean right now yeah just definitely fun that's also what makes like that's how you know it will be successful because Mm -hmm. The second you let go of any outcome that you need, let's say you're like, well, I need this to make money or I, I want this needs to be my full time job. The second you have that like need and and like want it, it gets harder. Yeah. But when you let go of the outcome and you say like, yeah, that would be awesome. But you know what? Like, however it works, it's just it's going to work. It's yeah. going to be great. Like, totally. That's when that stuff comes into your life. And that's when like it does become successful. Yeah. Because you're not tied to the outcome. It could completely fail. And you're like, OK, cool. Mm hmm. And yeah. then that, that's how you know it's not going to fail. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's just also just, like, actually pushing myself to record. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not hard, obviously. I just have to sit down and do it. But sometimes it's, like, how do I even find two hours in the day to sit yeah. down, record, oh, edit, me. like, export, no, upload, all that. It's a self-discipline yeah. thing. I've been testing mine as well, my discipline, by, like, telling myself I have to do certain things mm-hmm. every day. And it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard because there's always an excuse or something else that's more important and yeah, I mean, I'm no, you're doing a great job. Yeah. This is Thank great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, and then where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh. Or where do you want to be in five years? In either, five years, either well, more like where will I be because yeah. I know where I'll be in five years because mm-hmm. I'm manifesting that ish into my life. <laughs> because that's another thing. I mean, again, I won't talk for hours, but you can <laughs> literally do like anything in the whole world that you want to do. And that once I realized that, it felt so cool. I was like, whoa, I can literally learn anything I want like if I wanted to be a pilot tomorrow I literally could and people are like no you, I can't and I, no yes I could I could literally go to flying school and become a freaking I'm not gonna do that but you, <laughs> but you can. could you yeah. can you can literally do anything and be successful at it doesn't matter where you came from doesn't matter anything so five years I want to well my online business will be super thriving definite seven figure multiple seven figure business multiple seven um <laughs> and Honestly, like, I can't exactly predict what that means because I think the courses and the website and the business will evolve and it may take me to places I did not expect to be. Mm -hmm. Like, because of this whole process, it may completely end up being something else. But whatever it is, is going to, I know I'm going to be super happy with it. Um, But that's honestly where I want to be is like a business owner. I want to control my own hours and schedule. Like, I do now, but I want it to be even more scalable where like the product that I'm, you know, creating it's like well I create them once and I refine them obviously and work on them but it's like once it's created 
great. I sell it and that's kind of it. Like yeah. I want to be able to have like a really flexible life and just yeah. be able to like teach other people how to do the same. That's my goal is to get to a point where I can work like literally one day a week if I wanted and be totally fine and be making so much money mm-hmm. and being and then teaching other people how to do the same. Yeah. That's what I want. That's super cool. Do you think you'd still be doing YouTube in that in five years or what do you think? About I that? don't know. I could imagine maybe not in five years. It just depends on like where the whole industry goes. Totally. Everything's changing so much. Like my goal for right now is that I want to, once this business is launched, let's say that became like my full-time income. I still want to make videos. In fact, I would have so much more fun making videos because I wouldn't have to care about the views or the business or the sponsorships. I would just literally make whatever I want. Yeah. That would be my goal for now. So then moving forward, it's tough to say if I would continue doing that. Mm. I still love the aspect of like having that community and that audience. But my goal, of course, with the other business too, is to still have an audience. Right. Because, you know, ultimately if a ton of thousands and thousands of people become my clients and customers on that site, then it's kind of the same thing. So I could make videos tailored to them and and do live streams and do events and so yeah, it's tough to say with YouTube. It just yeah. depends where it goes. I guess I guess not even specifically YouTube, but you'd still make videos absolutely. and create content for sure. I would absolutely create content. In yeah. fact, I may just do more like fun content. Like maybe I would make a film or maybe yeah. a TV show. I've also yeah. been writing like TV shows, but I paused on this this year. This was last year I wrote a show that I was trying to pitch around. Ooh, cool. Um, so yeah. yeah, but you paused just because too much on your plate at the time. Yeah, I paused because, well, two reasons. A lot was going on. We, I wrote, I had a writing partner. We wrote for like a year. We had, we were in all these like incubator programs and got funding and stuff for some stuff, which was super cool. Um, but then we took a pause because A, we, we just like needed a break for a little bit, but mostly because a lot of these digital companies are really shifting right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are shutting down. A lot of them are laying off people and like losing funding. Like it's been insane in the digital world in the past few months. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like waiting for that all to die down because we don't know what the future of those types of companies. And a lot of those companies were who we were pitching to like yeah. Defy or Austinist TV and like Austinist TV was just acquired by Viacom and like cut half their staff and um Defy just shut down completely yeah. so we don't really know what's going on yeah. there so yeah yeah Pause kind of on pause for now cool yeah. all right well I think that that's all that I wanted to ask you I know, about I talked for a year so no <laughs> no it was perfect I think it was it was yeah. perfect yeah Aww. but um thank you so much for like yeah, taking the girl. time out of your super busy oh always traveling Obviously. never <laughs> stopping yeah, life that. yeah like um busy right now. definitely but thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to talk to me and just like supporting this it means a lot oh my to gosh me. everyone subscribe to the podcast write a review <laughs> Five, star, five stars? Is I, that I honestly I have know. no idea. Write a review. I don't because even, she has no idea. That's I, even better. Like, that's great. Oh, because, like, that's not what I'm shooting for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thank you so much. I hope that you guys all enjoyed this. I had so much fun talking to Adrian. Yeah. I learned stuff, too, and I hope you guys learned Thanks stuff. Thanks for having and, me. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, so another episode will be out next week. Uh, don't know what day, but it'll be out. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Yay. Bye. 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 <laughs>